Hello everyone and welcome to the first Spooktober special of Chimera Diaries. Okay, so welcome to the first Spooktober special like I said. The weather right now is perfect for it. It's raining, it's cold and I'm just one second away from hiding under my bed. No, seriously, I am. So how is everyone in this fine October? Is everyone chilling and listening to countless of horror stories? If so, same. I've always loved listening to those kind of stories. Honestly, right now, well, the world is a horror story in itself. But anyway, I'm also very much scared of horror stories. The dichotomy of it is confusing me as much as it probably confuses you. Horror stories make me scream and have nightmares, but I have fondness for them. You could say that I'm one of those people that know the danger but charge in anyway. The person that first dies in horror movies, that's me. I especially love it when Christmas comes actually. My father's relatives would come to our neighborhood in their jeepney and ride it to the provinces to visit other relatives. We'd be a little crammed in the jeepney, despite that, we'd still be comfortable. And as our journey starts at dusk, it would also end in dawn. Namasko, we would call it, when we visit our relatives for Christmas and receive our gifts and give them and partake in celebration. Those weren't my favorite parts, though. My favorite part of the journey is this moment in between those destinations. My favorite cousin and I would stare out of the open jeepney windows and tell spooky creepy tales to one another. We would gaze at the tall trees and dark roads we passed by as others slept around us and try to scare each other. When that tradition stopped as our families became busy, it became a school tradition instead. Maybe not school, but just a friendly tradition between kids. Whenever there was a storm, and believe me, there were months we had many back then, me and my classmates, without the people who would pick us up there yet, would gather around as cold wind and rain surrounded us to tell scary stories. Horror is a staple genre in the country mostly. And in a country like the Philippines, where superstition and religion was very abundant, telling ghost stories are easy and sometimes a pastime among people, part of a tradition. Scary stories serve both as entertainment and a warning. I guess it came from how our elders used to tell such stories and to explain why one was killed or missing. It is very easy to just brush off. But even though it was easy to brush off, we practice this superstition still. Like saying, tabi tabi po, when we pass small mounds that are probably anthills or take branches from trees. It certainly didn't stop my enthusiasm to hear about my Lola's childhood tales about mermaids that live in the river near the mountains to take men to either be husbands or meals and women to be transformed to fellow mermaids. Sometimes these stories aren't all the stories. 
but you'll hear all about that after this short break. I think today is a perfect day to tell about my own horror story. You don't have to believe me but I know myself that it is true. So I was telling that horror stories are fictions, to most they are, but at some point those that write these stories have to get them from experience or a little grain of truth. That's what I believe anyway. Okay, when I was 14 and years old, we went to Bulacan. This wasn't a surprising fact, my mother's side of the family have their own tradition. When it's summer or holy week or Christmas or any long holiday, our family of five would stay at my uncle's house, my mother's brother. In the house, there would be my uncle, his wife, my aunt, my other aunt who's their sister, my four cousins, my grandma, and two house nannies. We would bond and relax and eat. Me and my cousin and brothers would play or watch TV along with the housekeepers. As the eldest among us, and since it was a big house, I had the privilege of getting into almost every room. <clears throat> Not that there's much to be intrigued about in the house. It was big but simple. It was newly built. The neighbors were good, the air refreshing, and the night sky was clear enough that I could see the constellations. The place was wonderful. I loved it. We always have great time there, and there has never been a spooky thing about it. At the cute dogs that they have, and the library in the main office, and I was in heaven. Not to mention the free Wi-Fi. <clears throat> in all of the places I've been to, I never expected Bulacan to give me nightmares. As a 14-year-old, I wanted my own room, or as opposed to rooming with my aunt and Lola next door or my family downstairs. So I got one. I was the favorite, though never really spoiled. As the wish was simple, I was allowed to room alone on the second floor at the end of the hallway. The mattress was thin, the blankets just as thin, but the pillow was comfy enough. There was a big cabinet facing the bed, a window, and a single door. When I left my cab baggage there, before playing with my cousins, I was satisfied and happy with the privacy I was afforded. The subdivision my Tito's house was placed in was still new, so there were not a lot of streetlights, and I enjoyed the view of the sky. Before I went to bed at 12 that night, I had been full of good memories and food. I climbed onto the bed, and I left my slippers at the foot of it. It was a tree that I woke. My phone alarm blared and I immediately disabled it when I woke up. And the first thing I noticed was the room was cold. I took a look at my phone. 3 a.m. flashed on my phone screen so I shrugged it off as my body maybe wanting to go to the bathroom. And the fact that the alarm was so loud it won't be the first time all the restrooms were on the ground floor 
the only one in the second floor was in my tita in and tita's room and that was the main room and i can't disturb them so i resigned myself to cold feet before getting to my slippers which were at the door i didn't realize the oddity of that fact at first i was still groggy then i didn't stay so for long the moment i stepped on the floor i felt something touch me and before i knew it a hand snagged my ankles i felt those fingers long and splendidly and calloused it it was like feeling something some adult's hand grab at you but those hands were so cold i almost fell off the bed but i immediately wrenched my foot back as if burned i thought i was hallucinating at first as i positioned myself at the headboard in the middle of the bed but i didn't my ankle hurt it throbbed it seemed in time with my heartbeat my second thoughts were an intruder but the door to the room was locked i know i locked it myself only i and my aunt had the key and i was on the second floor of a house surrounded by walls my tito kept no ladder in his home i was terrified there was nothing that could get in i knew the bed was in the middle of the room and i didn't dare move i was too afraid that if i ran it would follow it was 3:30 a.m. when i realized that i could call my parents i tried calling them once two three six twelve times nobody answered i tried shouting nobody came i was wide awake and the dark seemed to whisper to me it was everywhere sunlight was a long ways ahead i didn't dare go back to sleep especially when i heard a noise under the bed it was a giggle soft whispery giggle i didn't know what it was but at that point i started crying but it was a silent act of terror at that point i was clutching my phone silent red-eyed and so very afraid even as the giggle slowly tapered down by the time i felt myself blink out of the days i was in daylight was starting bathed by the sunshine i finally closed my eyes then i woke again this time to my mother shaking my shoulder asking why i called so many times in the middle of the night i just said i was scared my ankle throbbed even as i said it though when i look at my phone it was 6:30 a.m. on the 2nd of november the 2nd of november was my birthday it was the worst gift i've ever been given if it was a prank but i wasn't so sure then i didn't know what it was i didn't have the courage to peek under my bed even though it was already sunday even though it was light actually that night i roomed with my tita and lola next door i didn't dare go near that door at the end of the hallway again it shocked me it left me unable to properly sleep
and every time I'm there, I felt like there was something watching. I felt like if I returned there, it would once again take a hold of my ankles, but this time it won't let go. That this time it would drag me down under. It was one of the most terrifying ex- experiences of my life. It just. I re- there was nothing that could have gotten in the room. I was sure of it. I, val- I valued my privacy. The people there respected it. And even if they didn't, I know they won't do that. I was so scared then. It was that maybe at 4 a.m. when that when that was still happening when I was still wide awake there were people outside of the door those were the two housekeepers I'm sure I could hear their voices talking up they were talking there outside and just cleaning the second floor I guess but they didn't hear me nobody did at that point And that, folks, is my own horror experience. Hope you enjoy that one. Maybe I'll tell my other experiences next time. But until then, I hope you all have a good Halloween. Or All Souls or Saints Day. Bye!